0: Historical monuments are on fire, sagas are ending, and our generation is the harbinger of death. This and more on Discussion Ready. Good evening, everyone.
1: Welcome to another fine episode
0: of this silly podcast. Today we're going to talk about the Star Wars trailer that'll come out later on. We have special guests coming on for that.
1: We have um graphic designer and All Star Star Wars fan, our good friend Brandon Schmidt, who's gonna be calling in from uh Portland, Oregon to uh dissect everything about the new trailer with us.
0: We're gonna go over what's happened this week. Uh it's been a fiery week indeed. Ooh. And very blasting on Twitter about a lot of a lot of new stuff that's come out or happened. So, let's get to it. So, I
1: know DeAndre had a couple things that were trending on Twitter over the weekend that he was
0: annoyed by. I'm I'm like, I'm calm now, alright? But, Jesus Christ, people. (laughs) I didn't know so many people apparently watched the majors and apparently knew what golf was and how to even play golf. Because, holy crap, my feed exploded with everyone being like, oh my god, Tiger Woods just won Another major. Oh my god! And like, I'm I'm not bashing his like professionalism and whatnot. I'm just saying, I really don't care. Like, I, I I think golf is boring. Um, and I'm actually really shocked that there was so many people that were like posting on Twitter on how Tiger Woods won another major. Like, I don't like I really could care less about that. Like, okay, whoop de doo. Let's move on with our lives, but. <laughs> Everyone like just blasted Twitter about it. I was just like, are we really? This is the this is what's trending right now is Tiger this old man one another and like sure you can blast me and be like, oh well you you wish you could do the same. I know I can. I know I cannot reach that like status in life. And I'm not trying to. I'm just like shocked how many people really were like invested in this. <laughs> like it was weird. Also, another thing which is less weird is the Game of Thrones like premiere. Which I have never seen Game of Thrones. I will eventually watch Game of Thrones. I am indeed interested, but I am fine with the series ending and then me getting on board with it. But holy crap, the majors in Game of Thrones, nonstop on Twitter, just like bam, bam, bam. Everyone is saying the same stuff you posted with the podcast. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, everyone, like, lost their shit in the first episode. <laughs> I get it's been a while, and it's okay. That I can tolerate more. But, oh, my God, everyone was like, did you see when this? <gasps> and then these two. And then, like, everyone making memes, like, when this person meets this person for the first time. And I'm <laughs> like, I have no idea what's going on yet. It's just but insane. If you guys follow us on Twitter, which you
1: should, you can follow us at, uh, at ReadyPod. Capital R, Capital P. Uh, if you follow us, you'll see that I was in fact live tweeting the first episode of Game of Thrones uh, of the new season. To be honest, I thought the the first episode was a little underwhelming. Like probably just because we've been waiting for so long. Like not, I know. I know not everything can happen. It was pushed episode. back too, right? Like here and there, they're like, we're gonna yeah, push it back. It's been two years since the last season. It's been two years? I yeah, thought it was just a year. Dang. Yeah, they pushed it back. Well, so it's been technically a year that it got pushed back, but it has been two full years since we've seen new episodes. Wow. So yeah, um, I hope I have my facts right on that. I'm pretty sure it's been two years. Um, but yeah, the Tiger Woods thing was weird for me because, like, I I just don't keep up with golf and 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 also, um, are is are people not mad at him anymore?
0: You win major. You, what did you do in the past? What know What happens now? What happened in your life? Infidelities? He's probably going to get what? married again now after this. And be like, Oh, my God. You want to make your name's Tiger Woods? Wow. So just, you won majors?
1: It's weird because my most recent... Like, okay. I don't follow golf. So my most recent memory of Tiger Woods is of every single person I knew talking about how he was a scumbag. And then I get on Twitter and my next memory of Tiger Woods is now President Obama tweeting about how
0: <laughs> <laughs> how hard his life was and like coming from like his lowest lows to his highest highs
1: yeah he's like congratulations tiger real professionalism i don't know
0: what he said but i was like i mean okay so time heals all wounds all right it was a few years ago but like that i'm, just, I'm not like on tiger's side for anything like i, I totally i totally agree like yeah my only like really true memory of like before that was tiger woods is a famous golfer and then it was like, oh, Tiger Woods has been having sex with all these ladies while he's <laughs> married. And, like, now he just crashed into a, what, what like, a tree or something? Well, I don't even remember the context of it. It's but like a rough couple years for yeah. Tiger. And then, like, ever since then, he's been clawing back trying to win a major again. And everyone's like, oh, Tiger's done. He's old. He's blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, my God. At this age, he's won another major. This is his fifth, I think. And, like, he needs one more to tie with the all-time like record, I don't even remember who the guy was, but that's always been uh, I learned is a goal of Tiger Woods is to like outbeat that guy. Like I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not trendy in golf, so I'm sorry that I'm might be crapping on someone's like idol right now because I don't know who he is. I forget his name. I apologize, but I mean he lost to Tiger Woods, so get a new idol. Well, he has he hasn't <laughs> lost to Tiger Woods. It was an older golfer before oh. Tiger's time. Tiger was a kid when he's like, I'm gonna beat these records, and like, <laughs> now Tiger's old and this guy's probably long gone. Is he still alive? Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. So is this like,
1: does it does it work like you don't? He's not playing against somebody. He's just trying to beat a. He's
0: trying to beat. It's basically like best. <laughs> what's the best way? Like Super Bowl wins. Oh, you know, a team has so many wins. Okay. So like, this guy has won so many majors in his like career, and Tiger's at five right now. So he can tie with six, but his goal is to beat him. So that means he would have to win two more majors to be the top so we'll have to see if that happens okay also I think one of the funnier moments that did happen I feel bad for the guy not Tiger Woods but um after one of the uh courses as they were moving ahead um it was kind of slippery and wet on the on the grass and um there's a bunch of spectators in golf like they have people like literally like two feet away from the players and as the spectators were moving in, the security guard tried to get ahead of the spectators and slipped on the grass and accidentally clipped Tiger's foot. And that, like, made people lose their shit. They're like, who the hell was that? Like, how dare he touch Tiger Woods? Like, all these different stuff. And I was like, whoa, whoa, it's the security guard. The poor guy just slipped. <laughs> but of course, I understand he clipped, he clipped the guy that was very important in that moment. How but.
1: dare he touch Tiger Woods? <laughs> Man, he's come a long way from everybody in the world hating his guts, like... To be like yeah, this idol does
0: not deserve your like line of sight. You
1: shall not lay a hand on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And other news, um, you know, we're just
0: kinda of glancing at the headlines. Uh the Oh yes, the Notre Dame catching on fire. That is Yeah. The... So yeah, sure, I'm making somewhat jokes about it. Um but it's <laughs> really hard not to, and I'll tell you why. So first of all, like like I, I do sympathize with the church and and the fact that, like, this historical building caught fire. It's ancient, and, like, it's very heartbreaking to see this stuff. Absolutely. But the good news is it's going to be okay. It structurally sound. It was announced today that it's structurally sound. They're going to rebuild. They're going to renovate, which, mind you, they were already renovating in the first place, so... Anything that you thought was historically old or anything like that was probably an updated version of what you believe it to be, and the last time it was updated updated was in the nineteenth century, so it wasn't even that old in the first place. Okay, like yes, it was ancient still, but Why are you laughing?
1: <laughs> this is just cracking me up.
0: <laughs> okay, well, let me just explain to you why. So you're wrong. I get it. There was plenty of historical there. I'm sure there was aspects of it that, from the beginning, still exist. But renovations have happened. It's gotten, like, renewed, who, know, who knows how many times. It's going to get renovated completely now. And for the most part, the church is okay. The most historical pieces live on. They are seem to be fine. They may have, like, some soot on it, but nothing they won't clean.
1: Was anyone hurt?
0: No, they said no one was hurt in it. Um, everyone was... Evacuated and whatnot, but um, the weird, the reason it's hard to not make jokes about it is, you you and I are millennials, you know. We grew up in a world that like we have seen stuff like nine eleven and like these and like Hurricane Katrina and stuff, and like as a millennial generation, we've kind of like grown up to like immediately joke about things like. it it may be, like, terrible, like, oh, have some sympathy, like, like, and whatnot, but it's hard when we grew up in an era where, like, the next day, we'll already, like, be like, what happened? Oh, haha, here's this, like, funny meme about it, and I'm not alone, the internet has literally, like, taken it and ran with it, and then you have different aspects going on, um, one of it being, uh, like, the, yeah, the very religious coming up and be like, oh my god, how beautiful, like, look at this cross, it it survived, like, if you don't believe in God, you should today, because look, the cross survived, and I literally looked at the picture, and I was like, that cross is under an arch, first of all, it would have survived (laughs) if the entire church collapsed, it's it's well protected, and then someone on Twitter also posted, they're like, well, geez, gold uh, melts at uh, this temperature, and wood burns at this temperature, so the cross was going to be fine anyways, and I'm like, this is the weird part where religious people are like, oh, my God, God saved the the cathedral. Firefighters saved the cathedral. They they yeah. did everything they could. All right? And, like, maybe God had a little bit to do with it, but it's... I hate when people uh, start... Uh, thank you. But I hate when people start, like, being like, oh, my God, this symbolistic thing survived, which means God exists. Like, oh, my God, you have to believe after... No. No. that No. It just, like, drove me nuts. And then there's, like... I am impressed at how well built the church is because like how bad it looked and then yeah. when they were able to get inside and they're like wow the majority of the church is fine like there's a hole right in one spot but that's it that's true like it it held up very well and like it could have been a lot worse and then we have our dumbass president who's like they should just put a water tanker they're wasting time <laughs> they got to move fast and it's and then someone like posted like you can't water <laughs> tankers will damage the church more than the fire will <laughs> And, like, I sympathized for a second because I was like, well, I didn't even think of that. Like, I, I feel bad because I was like, what, could they use a water tanker? I was questioning myself, though. I was like, could they use a water tanker? And then seeing that post, I was like, okay, that makes sense why they wouldn't use a water tanker. Um, yeah. But that's the only thing I'll ever, like, be like, okay, for a moment I agree with you, but that is it. That dumb-dumb. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. So, I feel bad. I am glad that the president... And not our president, Macron, is determined to rebuild. And they can, well, now some the renovators, if they keep those that team or not, just fire them because they're going to look into it. And I'm pretty sure someone's going to be like, yeah, I kind of started that fire, my bad. Um, and either they're going to be like, okay, we forgive you, or, like, you have some serious, like, answering to do. But they're going to, now they're going to, what was just being... a a minor renovation, I wasn't, I'm not too sure, is now a a really major renovating, like, task that's gonna have to take place. And I think one of the cooler parts of it is the fact that they're like, well, what do we look to? Now we we need to know, look to the past to figure out how do we, like, renovate what's been destroyed. And one of the cooler parts is someone pointed out that Assassin's Creed, the video game, is able to offer their help because they went in a few years ago and um yeah uh went in a few years ago and did 3D scans of of the cathedral for one of the games so they have all this like data on, on a 3D aspect of what they're going to be able to pull from to renovate the entire thing which is really cool and again like the most historical pieces managed to survive and don't look too bad so they're able to not have to worry too much about that they might look into it closer but for the most part it's just really just cleaning it up
1: yeah um it's pretty crazy to hear about something like that happening to such an ancient
0: you know like revered piece of architecture yeah that like flocks tourism yeah. It's one of the weirder things, and I told Riley this, was like, it's so weird that in the year 2019, in the history of the cathedral, ages from now, someone's going to, like, look, research on the cathedral and be like, oh, 2019, it had a major fire. Yeah. And it's going to be kind of like a weird little, like, blip where it's like, oh, like, hundreds of years ago, it had this, like, incident where it burned... And then now in this like only a few decades ago in 2019 it like caught fire again and we'll have all more updated information about like, what happened and everything. It's just kind of a strange little thing. What's even weirder is Reddit pointed out that like April's a poor month for like historical events like this. So April 15th the church burned. Um, April 15th the Titanic sank. Uh <laughs> Uh, a bunch of different things happened. Uh, mass murder in Cambodia, I believe, was also April. Oh, damn. Um, April sucks. April's a really poor month for <laughs> historical... Every year, something happens in April. They're, like, You can try tracking different various yeah. things that happened. It's you know, really weird. There's actually a poem um,
1: that T.S. Eliot, I believe it was T.S. Eliot, yes, uh, wrote... Well, it's a, it's a long sort of like epic poem called The Wasteland, but one of the lines in it, one of the famous lines, is April is the cruelest month. And I learned what that is in reference to in a literature class in college, and I forgot. But <laughs> he said that a long time before all this stuff happened. So another cool thing... Well, the first thing was yeah. not Yeah, cool let's talk thing. about another cool Sorry. thing. <laughs> so a cool thing... Uh, to balance out the, the the morbid, yeah. There was a new species of human that was discovered. Oh, yeah. Um, the news came out about this this week. There's a great article on in NPR that I retweeted. But um, basically, there were some ancient bones and teeth found in the Philippines, and. Um, it kind of challenges the whole narrative of human migration and, and you know, when things happened, um, you know, at what point. Um, but it, this is pretty cool. I mean, it, it it's just another lesson in kind of the stuff we were talking about the other week about how there's so many things left on this planet to discover. And even if things seem a little um, dark sometimes, there's still lots of really beautiful, fascinating stuff out there. The new species is called Homo luzonensis. Homo luzonensis. Um, Again, was found in the Philippines. And the article that I read was talking about how it's like similar to uh, The Hobbit. Like
0: the the actual... Because do you know about that? Do you think this is just a marketing scheme because Missing Link came out in theaters? This is definitely what it is. (laughs) This is not real. This tied in very well. We got to spend... Well, it, I was going to say a couple billion dollars, but it wouldn't be that much to fake. Well, I mean, Missing Link is about, like, Bigfoot. Less of, like... When did that come out? That oh, sounds cool. I think uh, it comes out this weekend or came out last weekend. I'm not too sure. But it's it's from the animated team who made Paranorman and, like, Coraline. So that kind of animation. Mm-hmm. Claymation.
1: Oh, nice. I'm going to have to see that. That sounds awesome. But, the yeah, the cool thing about this species is that... Um, they're like you know it. It just like makes our our history as a species weirder because they were like, you know, apparently, um, small, a lot smaller than we were. They they lived m- mainly in this one area. I think they lived in caves
0: actually. Man, archaeologists are in a role in these last two months. Like, I know, keep it going, please. want <laughs> to find some new species of something like in the ocean. They're like, oh yeah, Loch Ness exists. God, that would be the best of my <laughs> life. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, please keep it going. I could really use the boost when the the news is... I feel you know, like archaeologists, too, could really use the boost. Like, business is booming right now. Yeah. I don't know, last time I heard about, like, a major archaeological find since these two things that have happened. Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, well, um, is anything else big happening in your life, DeAndre?
0: No, these are pretty much what's going on this week in my, like, my, like annoyances... <laughs> <with Twitter. laughs> yeah. the um, what's going on? What's going on in yours?
1: <sighs> Lots of work, but trying to get in some writing uh, at least every day or close to every day.
0: It's that, been, been interesting. That's good. That, yeah. is, that is a good goal to be continuing.
1: Yeah, anybody who's listening to this, if you're working on something or you want to work on something, like a, an artistic project, or if it's just something you want to, like, accomplish in your life, just work on it a little bit every day. I mean, the way that that adds up, it's pretty crazy. It's been crazy to me seeing these pages stack up as I slowly start to put a manuscript together. Um,
0: yeah, that's, that's all it is, you know. It's okay to take extended breaks, too. So don't, like, work yourself up because you're stuck on something. Um... Things that I've kind of, like, worked on, kind of, like, took a wayside, like, backseat while I, like, take care of actually making money. So, I mean, it's okay. You'll eventually get there, and it'll help as you're building your stories and everything. You might find something new or a new avenue or something that pushes the the story forward. You know, it's life is life. It's going to be okay
1: yeah that's the thing I mean it's really a balance. You can't beat yourself up if you know if you're a writer or a screenwriter um you can't beat yourself up if you're not able to get to the desk every single day uh, i think it's I think it's all about trying you know like if even if you just like sit with your work for a couple minutes or like i mean honestly like even if you just like take a couple minutes out of your day to think about it or whatever it is to just keep it moving in some small way, uh, that's,
0: that's working too, you know? Actually, uh, so we did this episode a little around, mixed around today. Um, So we actually had to film with our friend Brandon before this. uh, So you'll hear after. It's going to sound a little different because using Anchor, we're able to phone him in. And so he's gonna sound a little bit clearer than we do, uh, and then you're, you're gonna hear like kind of different stages, and it's a little bit longer um, of a, a review of a trailer. So uh, we go into theories about Star Wars and everything. I forgot that one little tidbit I was gonna say was I want J J Abrams now to go back to Star Trek after. After finishing After this Star Wars, off, he's got to finish the Star Trek trilogy. Like, well, I guess it's finished off. There was the third one, but they had the fourth one that kind of fell apart, but they bring JJ back in to finish it. Then we can just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to uh, kind of segue into the next little bit that's coming up, uh, me and Franco were talking about what we were going to do and me and him as as this the skywalker trailer um released we kind of messaged each other back and forth and i gave my little thoughts on what the trailer title or the title of the film should have been rather than what it was yeah so these were uh deandre's pitches for the title for star wars episode nine this is based off like different aspects of the trailer but also things that we've seen in the past and uh I, I I still kind of like Star Wars Resurrection, but they don't usually do one-worded titles in Star Wars, so... That's true. Hey, J.J. Abrams and uh, Kathleen Kennedy and Disney, if you're listening, these are our alternative ideas. A New Balance. Star Wars, A New Balance. A New Balance. Star Wars, Reignite the Light. Reignite. It would just roll off the tongue. Reignite it does. the reignite light. Reignite the light. The Blue is Perfect. Oh, wait. That's not <laughs> That's not a title. Mm. Uh, Force Ghosts, Star Wars Force Ghosts. Force Ghosts. And then Donald Trump's favorite, Star Wars Space Force. Space Force. Uh, the Force Legacy, going down uh, been the been cool. the Born Ultimatum route, <laughs> the Born Legacy. I actually think the Force Legacy would have been a cool one because it does lead a legacy of what it, what's coming up and what, how it's ending. Yeah. Um, would have fit really well. And uh, my personal favorite, The Emperor's New Groove. Ugh. Star Wars, The Emperor's New Groove. That was a missed opportunity, Disney. Honestly. Come on. So we're going to get into that. Uh, This one's a little bit shorter because we kind of talk our heads off with Brandon on the next one. But uh, here we go.
2: Awesome. Can you hear me, guys?
1: Sure can.
2: Awesome. I'm here now.
1: <laughs> All right. So we are on with uh Brandon Schmidt, who is our Pacific Northwest correspondent and co-host. And um we are going to talk about Star Wars, the new trailer that just dropped. Um uh, just for a little bit of background information <clears throat> so that listeners understand Brandon's street cred. Brandon, Why don't you tell the listeners how many times you saw Star Wars Episode Three?
2: Okay. Um, Well, specifically back then in good old 2005, I was. Good days. Shoot, I think I was 13. I think I don't know if that math is right, but I was in middle school, um, and I was convinced that Episode Three. Was going to be the last Star Wars movie that they like ever made.
0: So did I. I'm...
2: <laughs> yeah, like I thought that was it. Like this is, I get one more go at this to see it like in the theaters and like really take it in and be part of the whole shebang. Um So I was there opening day with my family, but after that, because of my age, um, I had to like convince them to keep like paying for me to go to the- <laughs> like I didn't have a job <laughs> so um, I basically like curtailed off my parents and my grandma and ended up seeing that movie um what was it nine times in the theater oh, wow. before they took it down yeah
1: nice I think I saw uh force awakens six times
0: I think I saw it
2: twice. I can't feel like two or three times I did. Yeah, I mean, like those hardcore, like in the theater marathons. Like I don't know. Ever since I I finished in school, I haven't been able to pull it off anymore with like my <laughs> my adult <laughs> budget. Adult. But... <laughs> yeah, Last
1: Jedi I think I saw twice, and then Solo I only saw once, which was kind of depressing.
2: Yeah, I think out of the new ones, I think I went and saw Force Awakens the most. And I think that was just like that build up and wait of like years and years and years of waiting and hype. And I think that like midnight premiere was probably like one of the coolest like movie theater experiences I've ever had. Yeah, that and probably the first Avengers movie. I remember that one pretty specifically, too.
0: There's a pretty similar magic there for both of them. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like even like the last Harry Potter maybe too, because they split it into two parts. I remember the second one still. Yeah, that's true.
1: Although for me, the last Harry Potter kind of felt more like this is the end of an era and it was like we were all kind of coming together to appreciate it, but also to mourn. That's how it felt
0: to me. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of how uh, Endgame kind of goes, because it's, it's the end of this whole 10-year build-up, and Avengers was more on track of, like, Force Awakens, you know? So yeah. Was, like, the start, and now we're here at this end point. But uh, let's get into the trailer. Yeah. So,
1: um, how are we all feeling about the trailer? Loved it.
2: Same. I'm really digging it.
0: Yeah, me too. Um they had me with the first shot, but they really pulled me in with the last
1: voice. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so, so that probably should be, uh, like, first order of business, because that's the thing that everybody seems to be talking about the most. So that's for sure Palpatine, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was watching... Um... 'Cause the trailer came out with Star Wars Celebration, which they're have, well, I just wrapped up, but it was in Chicago over the weekend. Yeah. And
0: I was watching that. So they've
2: been doing lots of panels and they talked about like their T V show projects and book projects and then obviously the movies. Um and when the trailer dropped um at their big news panel, um as soon as they wrapped it up, they actually had Ian McDermott come out on stage is kind of like a little wink nod to everybody there. And he told them to like play the trailer again. Everybody had a ball, but it's definitely the emperor. Um, And along that same line, uh, they were doing interviews kind of later on that afternoon with JJ J. Abrams, who's directing it. And he basically confirmed that, um, They've actually been consulting with George Lucas on this one um, to make sure that they get the story down correctly as because they're trying to wrap up the entire series. Yeah, um,
0: that, that makes sense. Yeah, so,
1: we are talking about this. Um, you know, we were kind of saying that the last two movies, as good as they are, and they are really incredible in their own right, they don't have necessarily a connecting tissue yet you know other than that these are the same characters and Brandon I think we we're talking about how there's a lot of backstory missing from the, the you know a huge amount of time that passed between episode 6 and episode 7
2: exactly um, basically I mean what it came down to is when they decided to like move ahead with making this one or I guess like the new series, I should say. They they wanted like this clean slate, which did them a lot of favors. I mean, I think that's the only way they were going to have any like creative freedom with any of these um, without getting bottlenecked. But the at the same time, doing such a large time jump, um, I think lent itself really well to what they did with these first two movies but you know you leave out pretty much any backstory and i think just as like star wars fans were kind of spoiled as to like knowing every detail and uh about every side character and we're kind of just dropped in after six thinking that like the empire's gone and everybody won and I mean, the first thing you see in Force Awakens is like these stormtroopers again. You're like, wait, I thought we beat these guys. And like, (laughs) yeah, it's just there's a lot of like missing puzzle pieces out there that they haven't filled in yet. And um, I think that's what I mean, I'm mostly hoping for with this new one is them bringing everything full circle so that you can go back and rewatch these ones and see kind of all the things they were hinting at.
1: And it seems like the Emperor would be a good way I mean to me anyway, it seems like the Emperor would be a good way to tie everything together because I know that um, in a couple of the books there's some kind of allusion to this evil that's at the edge of the galaxy and um you know, I haven't like kept up with, with the new books as much as I did with kind of the expanded universe stuff when it was coming out. Totally. Oh. I always thought that that was, going to these movies, and then when in uh, Last Jedi, when Snoke killed unexpectedly, I was sort of like, "Oh,
0: so I guess that that's not going to show up." Well, the Force Awakens showed like I felt like it was kind of underwhelming. His like his appearance that I still felt like there's something more here not to do it like i felt like there was some bigger thing being like the the public and then like now with this like this whole setup with the emperor it kind of just solidifies kind of that idea mm-hmm. of like no there's actually something bigger here but this is like a scapegoat in a sense yeah because yeah aren't set up to have like oh everyone thinks i'm dead so let's keep it that way for sure
2: yeah, I've I've always gotten that vibe as well. I mean, even if you're trying to look at it symbolically, which a lot of these fan theories come down to is, you know, kind of nitpicking the only details we can kind of squeeze out of these movies. I always got this vibe from Snoke in like The Force Awakens where he appears as like this giant, you know, 20-foot hologram or whatever. Yeah. And even in the second one he's like super tall. I mean, we seem to get cut in half but i mean he's like eight feet tall or whatever i always got this like wizard of oz vibe like that mm-hmm. somebody's oh. kind of behind the curtain on this yeah and that he's just like a face for something
0: well wasn't there the theory that snoke was uh what what's the name from Whitehead?
2: yeah yeah see or yeah but... oh sorry um I actually really liked that theory, but I mean, if you look at what happened in the in the eighth movie, it's kind of like, well, if that's true, I don't want him going out like a punk either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I was also a fan of that theory. That is, that was the one Snoke theory that I kind of,
0: you know. But also, didn't that theory kind of fan from the Emperor being like, like, was Plagueis too? He was just telling the story of his like past life or something. like i heard that theory too you know i actually don't
1: know what the canon is on that do you know brandon
2: well the last time they really touched on Plagueis um was before they reset the canon um so technically as it stands right now in like 2019 darth Plagueis has not been reintroduced into canon at all other than you know what palpatine kind of alludes to in revenge of the sith um, but originally, there was a book that they put out um, where Plagueis is a separate person. I mean, he's a, he's like an alien. I think they're called the Moon or something like that, or the muns. Um And he was Palpatine's Sith Master, basically. And they were off doing their thing, um, just the two of them, before Phantom Menace which is around the time they think like this story takes place where he kind of like murders him in his sleep and stuff. Um, but originally uh, the idea was that Darth Plagueis in the story is, you know, finding ways to like literally create life through the force and things like that. Yeah. Um, oh. And the leading thing was, you know, you get to episode one and Anakin is, born of like this like virgin birth or whatever where he doesn't have a father It's just him and his mom is that uh darth Plagueis basically like used the force to like create this force baby inside of this lady and once palpatine saw what was kind of going on he's like this is going to be like the chosen one the super crazy powerful force user and then once that, you know the child was born he basically murders Plagueis to like have all the power himself um, which kind of leads into you know the newer movies at least in theory um, because the Emperor thought he was going to have this super amazing uh you know Sith warrior in Darth Vader and it's been kind of established that after Revenge of the Sith you know when he gets like you know dismembered and burnt alive and everything that he wasn't like as powerful after that yeah and the emperor like pretty much after that point like just kind of tolerated his presence and started looking for somebody better already yeah and I'm thinking that's how it's going to tie everything back together with these new movies is that somehow the emperor is involved with where Rey came from. I think he might be, you know, trying to replicate Plagueis's like process or something like that to essentially create a new chosen one or a new like super powerful being and it somehow resulted in her um, as like a way to try and replace Darth Vader, but then obviously Luke kills or like saves his father and they destroyed the emperor in six and it's all very confusing <laughs>
0: yeah i feel like we'll get a lot of like good tie-ins here but eventually we're still going to be left with like a handful of questions after it all ends
2: yeah absolutely but um, um
0: and like episode six didn't show anything after the emperor got like tossed down right there was no books or anything that showed the, the aftermath of that well there were
1: there was like um you know, they went into that a little bit in the expanded universe, and like that, all, all that, all of that has been scrapped because of the new films and the new books that they've been releasing. So, but that's what we see in the trailer is, um, you know, that's the remnants of, I'm assuming, the second Death Star that uh, Palpatine died in.
2: Yeah, and that's my thought as well. I, um, <laughs>
0: In the, in the water,
2: yeah, okay. I,
0: I, I'm glad you t- brought that up because I hadn't, I kept trying to figure out what the heck that was. So.
2: Yeah, so that actually took me a couple watches to like figure out that that was the Death Star, too. Like, I didn't catch it initially. I was like, what the hell is this crazy thing in the ocean? My first, but my first yeah,
0: that was the, uh, the downed uh, ship from the first uh, Force Awakens that she goes in, like.
2: Um, Scavenges, oh. but now it was like in water <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah oh. i'm i'm pretty sure it's the second death star from return of the jedi okay yeah that makes sense and and the reason i think that is because that's the only one that really has any association with the emperor to begin with as far as the movies go yeah yeah you know with this like throne room and everything from 6 um <laughs> But also, the uh, the first one, I think, was above, like, Yavin 4 or whatever. But I think that planet was, like, a giant red, like, gas giant or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Endor, as we know, has our Ewok friends. Mm-hmm. But um, if you look at, like, pictures online, like, it has bodies of water on it. Like, the entire thing isn't just, like... Giant trees, like, yeah. So, I think it could like easily be like you know, like a part of coastline, but still on Endor somehow.
0: Um, so to go back to the opening scene of that trailer, do do we think that's the Emperor coming at Ray?
2: Do we think that's who the Emperor? Oh, no, I'm pretty confident that that's gonna end up being Kylo Ren. Um once again, during like their whole little like celebration thing, they were showing kind of behind the scenes photos of things. Okay, and there's actually a picture of Kylo in a uh, a cockpit that kind of looks like that.
0: Interesting. I, just because like the way they shot it, they didn't show his face; they just showed his hands. So I was like, that's kind of weird.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking. Is I'm wondering if maybe at some point in the movie, there's something that happens to him that changes the way he looks, and that that's why. His face isn't shown in that little scene. That makes there. sense. That that would be interesting, interesting.
2: I mean, yeah, we could be working with like some kind of like possession thing. I don't where he, like he gets taken over or something like that.
0: In Christian's like cameo, he's like it's actually his face on the body of Kylo. <laughs> that would be terrifying. <laughs> exactly. There you go. It's perfect. That would it work. look
2: like the uh, like the Governor Tarkin CGI from Rogue One? <laughs> Just uncanny valley Hayden Christensen for 45 minutes.
1: (laughs) So, um, what do we think the title refers to?
2: Do you guys want to take a crack at that first?
0: Well, I was telling, I don't know if I was telling you, I think I was, Yeah. that, um, I feel like it's an inheritance kind of thing. Like, Rey becomes a new Skywalker. And I've seen a theory about this already. Someone was talking about something similar. Um, but she's basically been adopted by Luke. And she inherits what it means to be a Skywalker. Essentially taking on the moniker and everything. Since she has no, like, kind of, like, clear lineage that we really know of. Or believe to be. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I mean... <sighs> So, with with JJ, if you okay. So with JJ, if you go into um, his commentary for episode seven, he's really into like double meanings. He talks a lot in the um, the the documentary that comes with the uh, Blu-ray release of Force Awakens about how force the, the Force Awakening means a couple different things. He talks about like the Force Awakening in Rey, but it's also Awakening in Kylo in the form of the dark side. So I think that the title probably has a couple of meanings. I would be surprised if it was kind of just one thing. And I mean, that's uh, true. Yeah. And I think that there's probably something to what you're saying for sure um another theory that i've seen people talk about i think i've seen you talk about this brandon is that um you know like if we go back to the mythological roots of star wars and we go into like you know some of the some of the the ancient myths that the stories are are kind of based around and that they draw their inspiration from um you could look at luke as kind of a christ figure and if we have, like, three years passing between episode 8 and episode 9, that that can be, you know, three days in the tomb, and then maybe he also, like, in, in some way or another, like, rises from the dead in episode 9. Um, which could be pretty badass if they
2: did it right. I mean, I think so. I mean, it could very well end up being, like, a literal resurrection. I'd always kind of... Um associated that with, like, Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. I guess the books, but it's I always watch the cool. <laughs> movies. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he goes through that process where, like, the... Uh, he essentially needs to be sent back to, like, fulfill a role, but he's not necessarily the main character of that arc, either. Yeah. So but... I think they could find a way to bring Luke back in a way but still, you know, emphasize that Rey is the one kind of bringing this whole thing to, like, a catharsis. Um, well, that's
1: that's the other theory that, I mean, the theory that I still like the best about Ray is that she is something along the lines of what we were talking about, where she's, like, a child of the Force. And the thing that I love the most about that one is that I feel like that, that... Um, resolution for her character would unite the fans in in a way because you don't have to scrap uh ryan johnson's revelation about her not having significant parents exactly yeah and you still have the significance of her character being like essentially the same thing that anakin was where he was a child of the force in the same way so she could be a skywalker in the sense that she is what, a, what what that embodies, with the mythology of the original films embodied in Luke and in Anakin.
2: Exactly. And that's what I was kind of feeling as well, where um, I mean, Anakin came from nobody, essentially, just the way that, you know, Kylo Ren is kind of saying, like, you know, you came from, like, this crap planet with, you know, your parents don't matter. Um, but, I mean, when you when you think of it in that sense, like, yeah, she's a, almost a Skywalker by birth, right, but not by blood. Mm. And it's a very cool message, I think. Um, and my thinking behind that, too, is it could be one of two things. I think it could be either, like, the Force, kind of like, maybe willed her into existence kind of like as this new chosen one figure to maybe kind of replace Anakin since he kind of shit the bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> or I do think like maybe it could be, um, like I said, the emperor might've replicated this whole process and essentially created a new Skywalker in her without her having to be, like, Luke's daughter or anything weird like that. Um, But I think what would be really awesome is if that ended up being the case, is you have a real kind of dichotomy between these two characters. Because I had a chance to watch, like, Force Awakens and Last Jedi over the weekend um, after the trailer came out. I was like, let's marathon these, get fresh on them again. And there's this thread line with Kylo in both of those movies where... They keep going on and on about yeah you know, he wants to be Darth Vader and you know he's the new Vader and Snoke wants him to be the new Vader and it's just like Vader 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 and he's like almost there but he's never quite Darth Vader yeah but if Ray came from this background she kind of almost is the new Vader which is why he'll ne- like she'll always be kind of better than him.
1: Yeah, and you know, that actually, so you saying that gives me this thought that I've never had about his character before, but, um, so I've been reading a lot of, you know, mythology, uh, like psychology, like, like, stuff lately. Yeah. And um, a common theme in mythology is the idea of, like, the hero who... Um, goes out to attain something and then realizes that the thing that they're trying to attain uh, is, you know, that they will never get it. And then instead, in their acceptance of that, then they become, um, you know, so much more than themselves. So, that made me think of the way that, you know, there's always been this idea that there's still light in Kylo. Like, up until the end of episode 8, Ray says that she still sees it, and she says that she feels it. Leia said that she felt it. And I've always heard people say that they feel that there's going to be a moment at the end of the story where he gets a little bit of redemption. And I have always kind of struggled with that, because I have I don't know how he would achieve it. But the idea that maybe he realizes what you're saying that ray is sort of the fulfillment of what he wants to become and so it's not something he can ever achieve and then he yeah. realizes that then they sort of have a moment where they're able to team up and whether that's to to you know destroy the emperor forever or to fight the knights of ren like whatever it is that could be really fulfilling to see on screen
2: absolutely and we do know that the knights of ren are going to feature pretty heavily in this too um yeah I mean, nothing given away in the teaser trailer, of course. I mean, they showed what they just like a good enough, like something to wet our whistles. But I think you guys had mentioned already, like the poster leak that had come out a little while ago. Yeah, Um, you brought that up. Yeah. And everybody's kind of it's made the rounds and basically the consensus is it looks like, you know, like marketing material, kind of like a poster you would buy at Walmart or something. But yeah, like a theatrical the, poster. Yeah, I've heard
1: people say maybe it's like um gonna go on the back of like an action figure or something like that.
2: Yeah, it it almost looks like one of those like five dollar posters you buy at like Walmart or Target kind of thing, but it's not like the movie poster.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but that has the characters on there as well. Um, I won't spoil it for people that don't want to be spoiled, but it's out there if you want to go check it out. So. Talk we know there's going to be some kind of conflict, I would assume, with them coming back into the picture. Um, maybe not liking where he's taken things. In. So, I guess we'll see.
0: I mean, I would have liked to have more of it about them in... I know we had there's like a segue, like comic or something that shows the, the Knights, but I would have liked at least in the first film that him with, with the like, Knights, but... I mean, as long as the payoffs like there i guess for this last one
2: exactly and that's one of those weird like narrative threads that i'd kind of mentioned before it's like there's this 30 year time gap and then all of a sudden there's this guy called kylo ren and like the knights of ren and like why does he call himself this like what does it mean like <laughs> what do <Yeah>. they do <laughs> there's all these little missing pieces but if they do it the right way, I think like like I said, you can go back and watch it again, having like that foresight of information mm-hmm. and it would make everything like I don't know, it's like knowing the end of a mystery, I guess.
0: Yeah. As long yeah. as he doesn't like freeze frame and in the, in the middle of the thing, like he likes to do with like Lost and different things. I hope he's learned from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, i you know that's the thing that I think is exciting and
1: also a little nerve wracking about JJ is that we're talking about all these different theories. And people keep telling me, like I, I keep talking to people about these ideas that we're discussing here, and they'll say, "Oh, that's not going to happen." And I say,
0: "No, it's JJ Abrams. This could
1: very well happen. Any of
0: them." <laughs> could remember, happen. remember the fears when they he first took the helm. They're like, "Oh, here goes all the lens flares. We're not going to be able to see a movie." <laughs> I, I just,
2: I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, I can talk about this stuff all day long, like, as, like, a hardcore Star Wars fan with all these wild theories and speculations that would make sense to, like, to us, you know, having, like, a conversation about it. But I think at the end of the day, they have to make the movie marketable to, like, I mean, they have to appease fans, but they also have to, like, sell movie tickets, too. So, I like I have these crazy theories that I think would be amazing and like fulfill these character needs and wishes and things like that. But I mean, if it's going to confuse like Joe Schmo, like, I don't know if like <laughs> they what have the, the balls to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I always think of my mom every time a Star Wars movie where I'm like, Mom, you should watch this. Like you and dad should come watch this movie with me you know like let's do something as a family and like they just see the trailer and they go but I don't remember anything from any of the other movies I don't know who that is I don't know who that is
2: yeah I mean I took my mom to go see Force Awakens when it came out and she was pissed the whole time because she thought that Luke was her dad and she was all confused and like what's the point why did we watch this she's not <laughs> she's not the kid why are we here Like. actually
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. It was, I took my mom to watch it too because we had a, a new movie theater open up in my hometown, and we wanted to check out the theater. And Force Awakens was what was playing, so we watch it. And at the end of the movie, she's like, "That was fun. That was entertaining." I don't know what any of it means, or like, I didn't understand any <laughs> of it, but it was fun to watch. And I was like, "Okay." Uh,
1: well, I mean, that's the thing too is that it, it is a trilogy but then it's also a trilogy within a nine film series if you don't count the extra movies. Yeah. So, you're right. There's it's like this balance that they have to strike where they have to complete the story, appease the fans and get as many people to
0: to come see it as possible all at the same time. And I definitely feel like they take that from like kind of Marvel's playbook a little bit in the later half of what they've been developing. Um, but it's a whole universe own like thing, so I like that they're kind of like they're trying to figure out its own path
2: rather than going the Marvel route. And that's why I like the fact that they also, you know, reached out to George Lucas at least on that part specifically, where like yeah. narratively, how do we wrap this up? That you know, like you had always kind of at least envisioned, and we'll kind of take it from there. You know, it's been really funny I think,
0: in the room. He's like, "Oh boy, you guys have a mess on your hands." <laughs> I, I can't fix this <laughs> well it's um,
1: you know just like the fact that we're going to have this presented as the end of this trilogy just that alone makes me happy because I was kind of worried that you know when the marketing started coming out um, just because of how it is nowadays where you know everybody's so pressed to make sequels that it wasn't necessarily going to be presented in this really theatric grand way where they go, this is the end of this story, you know?
2: So just oh, having sure. excited. Yeah. I like that. They're kind of sticking to their guns on that one. Cause I think they easily could have, you know, milked it and like ended it on another cliffhanger and they're like, boom, tens coming out next year. <laughs> I
0: I do like that they openly said that they're gonna take a hiatus though. They're just gonna like we're gonna step back from this for a while and see what we're gonna do with it next.
1: And I mean as a as a diehard fan, that's that's okay with me. I mean, um, I am happy to enjoy the movies that we have for right now and like get excited and speculate about what they'll do in the future and then when it's time for the next ones,
0: I'm gonna go see those too.
2: Yep. Absolutely.
0: I wouldn't mind to play like, Marvel like, Endgame, but we have Spider Man next. Yeah, that's and they're true. just still kind of like turning them out. But it was, i mean mean—I'd be okay if they just sat back and be like, okay, what's our next? What are we gonna do next? Like, Definitely. Instead of yeah,
2: trying to turn them out. I'm not gonna lie with like the Marvel movies specifically. There was like a point there, like I don't know, a couple of years ago, where I was kind of convinced that like after the whole Infinity War thing. And this movie that they were just going to like, which is a stupid idea, but I thought they were going to like stop doing Marvel movies. Right. I'm like, they've made like, you know, 20 of these damn things and like they're ending the story. <laughs> like, it's not like other movie series, I guess you could say, where, you know, you got like back to the future and it's like there's three of them and then we're never doing it again. <laughs> Well, I was just kind of wondering when they were going to like wrap it up, but this Marvel they ain't.
0: <laughs> like, oh, we have a giant franchise. Like, we have so much to draw off of. We can keep this going basically forever. Like, they have multiple storylines they can go down and like. Can always gas people in the future. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know. I've, I feel like there's so much comic backstory they can just pull from. And the comics haven't stopped, they're still going to this day. <laughs> structured stories that they retcon things and. I feel like the movies could do that too. I as the one thing I think I feel Marvel really needs to retcon is the Mandarin plot line. That needs to be fixed immediately. <laughs> so, um, I make you on that.
1: So I know we have kept you for fifty minutes uh, at this point. Do you have to go?
2: I can help wrap things up a little bit.
0: Okay. Because Oh, go ahead. Well, one thing I just wanted to talk about since we're on this Marvel trend—have you guys heard about the five-minute leak that came out?
1: I heard people are upset about it. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm I'm not. I'm avoiding it at all costs. But there's a five-minute clip of what's apparently in the movie, like making its rounds online right now.
2: Yeah, I, I did see the headlines on that one. But I think even after the last trailer, I had to, like, start swearing stuff off. I was like, I don't want to be spoiled on this. Yeah,
0: well, they just, I saw an article, I think, yesterday that was like, here are all the new TV ads and new unseen footage uh, in these ads. And I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done watching. I'm going to watch it, the the movie itself. I'm not watching any other things. And then the next thing I knew on TV, one of those ads popped up and I screamed through the bathroom. I was like, no!
2: (laughs) Yeah, they've already shown me plenty enough of that movie, like, I'm buying the ticket. Like I'm, I'm good. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, I second that. Don't need to see anymore. So the last um, Star Wars uh, theory that I really wanted to talk about. There's like a ton more that we could go in, but for the sake of time, like the last one that I really wanted to address was this one that is going around that the meaning of um, the rise of Skywalker is that maybe this is going to be the new name
0: for the Jedi. See,
2: I was thinking, yeah. But I
0: feel like if it was going to be that, it would be called the Rise of the Skywalkers or like something of that vein Like in an entity. It's a, like a group,
2: not just a singularity. Yeah. Well, and the other thing to keep in mind, the titles of these movies is that the third one's always kind of acted as like a capstone to the two that followed. So like Revenge of the Sith basically is, you know, that's like the culmination of basically the entire plot of those three movies is the Sith coming back to power. Yeah. Return of the Jedi describes the entire events of those three movies where Luke becomes a Jedi and then comes back and saves everybody. So with that in mind, you got to think like Well, Rise of the Skywalker or the rise of Skywalker. How does that. A, you know, wrap up the, the three that we're on right now, but also the other six as well. Um, But I kind of like that idea that um, it could become more of like a, a spiritual thing where in these past movies, they've talked about, you know, these new beginnings and, like, letting the past die, and, yeah, um, you know, the Jedi need to end, and there's there's a narrative thread there that, um, that could be built around that.
0: Even with this one, like, with the sub-taglines and everything, it's like, every generation has its, like, legends, and mm-hmm. it's, it's the old is dying, this is what's next, this is modern, this is what's new.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you want to get really, like, I guess meta about it, the the whole story, all nine movies, is supposed to be a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So it's this giant fairy tale, basically, that we've been starting with from chapter one and now we're all the way to chapter nine. And like, I feel like the ending of like any good fairy tale has to have some kind of like essence to the end of it i guess yeah where it was like we're gonna tell you this giant fable to explain how this happened i guess like
0: honestly wouldn't mind if they like started like instead of episode 7 that would have been episode 11 and done like what they did originally in the first three (laughs) and then go back (laughs) that would have been interesting um
1: Yeah, no, the yeah, that's, I mean, the way that it seems like they are presenting it as a legend makes me think of the fact that if you look at, like, old Greek mythology and stuff, like, that happened all the time. We have, like, these heroes, and then you have a couple generations past, and then you have, like, their grandchildren or whatever, so we're just going to have to see what the last movie gives us in terms of a fulfilling ending to this, like you said, like, generational
2: cosmic fairy tale yeah and like that's just surrounding like that theory that like skywalker could become like the new term for like force user that's like in between dark and lightness and not like full jedi or Sith. but if you look at it in that context right like say it's like thousands of years in the future and there's all these little skywalkers running around and they're like we're going to tell you the story of where the skywalkers came from then the whole story makes sense of like this family and where they came from and how they affected the entire galaxy and things that like I that. It could be like cool. Mad Max and being like a fabled story. Mm-hmm. I do have a couple fringe theories. If you guys are game,
1: yeah.
2: So I got two fringe theories that I think sound cool, but we'll see what happens. Um, the first one is I think Ray could be a Skywalker literally as in a clone of Luke Skywalker. Oh, shit. I got this from re-watching the movies this weekend, and you get to that point in The Force Awakens where they reintroduce the lightsaber, and Rey has her big vision after touching it. Yeah. And then she runs away, she's scared, and they give the lightsaber to Han Solo and Finn, and Maz Kanata's or like, well, they ask her, like, where'd you get the freaking lightsaber from? And... She's like, that's a good question for another time or whatever. My thinking is if they found the lightsaber, his disemboweled hand has got to be floating around somewhere too. Like his DNA, I guess. Like somebody easily could have recovered that with the lightsaber and maybe the emperor like was trying to clone Luke or some Like, But it would also explain like when she touches the weapon, why she has this crazy connection to it. And the first thing she sees in that vision, it in the movie, it's a hallway, um, and there's not a lot of detail. But um, if you read like the novelization and stuff, the first part of her vision is Luke and Vader uh, battling on Cloud City when he gets his hand chopped off. Yeah. Um. So, I it could connect. That's one of my fringe theories. The other one is that kylo ren is a double agent not that he's necessarily a good guy because i think he's proven himself to be quite evil at this point but um in the first one force awakens he has this monologue with like vader's burnt helmet yeah and he's like show me again as in this has happened before like the power of the dark side and stuff that he's having this open dialogue with like the spirit of Darth Vader yeah but it doesn't make sense because we see Anakin's spirit at the end of six and that kind of gets back into like well maybe I mean Yoda kind of says it like Vader and Anakin are kind of separate beings almost so I wonder if like in the realm of the force that like Anakin was redeemed but like the spirit of Darth Vader is like a separate entity that's like communicating with Kylo or I mean yeah, maybe it's the Emperor that's been fucking with him all along and pretending to be Darth Vader's spirit talking to him through the head
1: that would be crazy too the thing that I thought of when you said that is what if if like you know, the spirit of Anakin is sort of in touch with Rey but it's the spirit of Vader that's in touch with
2: Kylo yeah, that they could be these two separate things, and that it's actually like in one of the the art books, like it was an unused concept that they were kind of toying with at one point. Um, so it could apply, but my thinking is is if he's communicating with Vader himself, and not like an impostor, and he's saying about "I will finish what you started," maybe he knows the Emperor is still around but that he's going to, like, take him out for good on behalf of his, like, grandfather. Interesting. That's
1: actually really cool. And actually, I could really see it. I mean, I, I, that's the type of thing that I could imagine J.J. Abrams coming up with for, like, an arc. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Where, like, he's um, he's kind of, like, going through this with, like, that's his, like, final intention you know to like f- f- redeem his like his Darth Vader grandfather in that way but i don't think he's like secretly good on the inside either or else he wouldn't have like been on this trajectory in the first place
0: yeah That's i definitely true. i definitely feel like he he makes a good anti-hero you know like there's this whole theory before last jedi that it came out about the gray force and like yeah the
1: but I have to say, in terms of the new trailer, my favorite thing with Kylo is I, I just love the fact that he like puts the helmet back together, because it's just kind of hilarious to think about the fact that these are different directors making different decisions, and so you have J.J. introducing this helmet that he clearly thinks is awesome. <laughs> like, J.J. <laughs> clearly like, I love this helmet. Then Ryan Johnson smashes the helmet. He's like, This is crap and then he's like, Okay, we're gonna put the helmet back together. <laughs> you just
0: made it cooler because now it has scars. Now it has now it's red.
2: It's it is pretty funny where he's just like, No, no, no. <laughs> Not in my house.
0: <laughs> um, but thinking about like that whole antihero kind of thing, like that was, that triggered the memory of um one of the scenes where Kylo's actually helmetless in like the forest, throwing down someone and I thought that was like one of the, the Order's men that he was facing off against.
1: Yeah, I couldn't tell who that was. It was a little... I mean, it, it's obviously, like, from a, ba- a battle in the film, and so I'd, we're probably, like, not meant to, to be able to figure out who it is,
0: whatever. But I was I was kind of wondering about that, too. Unless it is, like, the Empire. You know, we get the Empire back, and because the Emperor and everything, he has his, like, following... And that's one of the soldiers.
2: I mean, that could be interesting for sure. Um, I think in terms of like like a personal like wish that I hope happens in the movie, which it's super like random and specific. But in terms of like tying all the movies together, I really hope we get to see Kylo um, interacting with like Mustafar in some way. Like, going to Vader's castle and stuff like that, and maybe making that, like, his base or something, I think would be pretty sweet. That would be awesome. And I do think that the planet we're checking out in the uh, in trailer is Tatooine. Yeah, I think so. Like, I, well, there's no definitive evidence, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that's what I want it to be. And well. I think it would make sense to kind of end this whole shebang kind of where it started.
0: Rogue One is the first the the first Death Star, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just because I was thinking about the planet that they're on there with, with everybody, like that grayish, like sandy area, and I was thinking about that Titan with the Death Star that's in play. Oh, that's true. In the trailer, like they're very similar looking locations.
2: Sure. Um, One thing I did pick up. just refreshing myself on the, the previous movies before we did our little podcast um, when you watch Force Awakens compared to this trailer um, the reason I don't think it's Jakku or like they're going back to Jakku is the sand color and like the, the lighting or the way it's filmed is actually very tonally different than what we're seeing in the, the new footage and they, I mean, they were filmed in different parts of the world. Like the, the first movie was filmed in like Abu Dhabi and then this one they did in Jordan. So obviously they're going to look different, but I, I, it sounds weird, but like the sand is darker and like the no. sky is gloomier. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I, watching the trailer
0: never once thought it was Jakku. I honestly thought it was a completely different area.
2: Yeah. But- and the one thing that they did to like kind of, cover their tracks as if you watch it and kind of look in the sky like I was looking for like the twin suns and stuff but it's all like clouded over so you can't like tell for sure yeah
1: <sighs> ladies and gentlemen this is what you get when you have a writer a designer and a filmmaker discussing a movie you get all aspects of it which color the sand is point <laughs> like, like the
0: critical analysis I, just I,
2: I came here with those deep cuts I, I hope I didn't scare anybody away <laughs> <laughs>
0: I no, honestly not... I honestly feel like it's it's JJ's uh, like take on the red sand planet he's like what's wrong with normal sand like we can just I've had normal sand in the first one we can have normal <laughs> sand in this one like right.
1: <laughs> but no it's weird. it's interesting that you say that because um, I remember like looking at it in the first in, in, you know the first time I saw the trailer and I, I felt like something about it looked a little different in the sense that it looked a little
0: more like bleak and the way that Tatooine looks bleak. Exactly. It's also a very interesting start to the film, because every single one of the trailers has had that moment of, like, one of the characters, like, Finn, in the first one is, like, heavy breathing in the middle of a desert at the beginning as the trailer starts, and then in this one we have Ray in the middle of a desert all alone also, and then, like, all of a sudden the speeders coming towards her. Um... It's just an interesting, like, linear thing that they've been doing with the trailers. Like, someone's in, alone in the desert in the middle of nowhere. Like, just... Yeah. Speaking of, um,
1: uh, like, wishes for the movie, I am really excited to see that there's, you know, um, a scene or, like, a flashback or something of Ray rebuilding Luke's lightsaber. Because I really like the idea of her making the weapon her own.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm interested to see how they kind of um, bring that into play too, and I hope it ties in with his like like Luke's narration that we hear in the trailer too, um, because they've confirmed that there's a time jump. I think John Boyega said it's like a year later after Episode Eight. It's like um, isn't it? Yeah, and that's that would give her time to kind of develop and you know go through like the uh the jedi texts that she has with her um and also hopefully like communicate with like luke and like these other jedi spirits cuz i mean you listen to the narration it's all new dialogue like that like it's not like sourced from older movies or anything um and he specifically says we like as a group instead of like a singular like i'm your teacher kind of thing um... so Hopefully, yeah, she gets, like, some kind of cool, like, knowledge on how to make lightsabers and stuff because it looks pretty sweet.
1: You know, that made me think of something because JJ was talking at the um, event about how they were sort of stuck in this position where what do we do with um, Leia because, you know, you can't recast that role and um, we don't, you know, just cut Carrie Fisher out of it. So, if there are going to be, like, Force ghosts, maybe that's one way in which she's going to appear, because she was... I mean, we now know I mean, it's been it's been proven that she was an incredibly powerful Force user.
2: I mean, yeah. I, I think... I think I'm mostly just impressed with how well it seems <laughs> like they were able to work her into the movie. Yeah. And it did look pretty seamless and I'm, I'm excited that they were able to do her justice. I was kind of, it sounds kind of blasphemous, but I was one of the people that was kind of saying like, maybe they should, you know, just recast it just to like do the character justice, kind of like Dumbledore and the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Um, But it sounds like they were able to kind of like figure out the best case scenario. And I'm really happy about that. Like, obviously you don't want to see it recast, but you don't want to see like, the character of Princess Leia just be, like, totally disserviced either.
0: I do, I do hope so, considering that, like, when we got Rogue One and, uh, like, kind of deaged and, like, resurrected characters, it was kind of, like, off-putting. Yeah, that's Even true. Yeah. Leia herself was kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I, I th- Leia. I, I, I mean, I, the, I can understand, though, if, when people had issues with the, um, the, the, uh, I'm spacing on his name. Uh, Tarkin? Yeah. Yeah, I
2: get that. See, I'm actually the opposite. I th- I think Tarkin worked for me maybe because he was just, like, old and, like, the wrinkles kind of help with, like, uh I don't know, like, breaking up like the, the visual space. There's something about her, like, young face that looks way too, like, smoothed out or blurred, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's like, all personal preference. <laughs>
0: like, I felt like Tarkin just felt robotic. Like, it it felt like he was being controlled by a bunch of gyros. Um, okay and then like I I do agree with Leia I think they could have like eased up on the lighting that they did for her and make her less like pale looking and like super like flat yeah yeah well in any event
1: uh, I'm really stoked to watch this trailer over and over and over again (laughs) until we get the next one (laughs) until we get the next one probably in like six months eventually the movie
0: just like doing with the Marvels and like Endgame (laughs)
2: Yeah, I'm excited to get a really good look at it. Obviously they gotta put this before end game this month and oh
0: definitely being I, able
2: to see that in like full screen surround sound is gonna be pretty awesome.
1: Oh my god, I can't wait to see that before Vengeance.
0: Maybe we'll drop it on the wondering um Spider Man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That'd be a perfect time frame. Well, Brandon, thank you for coming on.
2: Yeah, I it was awesome. I'm always game to talk Star Wars and other stuff. Real uh, quick. Yeah.
0: Did you hear
1: uh, us discussing our plan for everybody getting the day off for Avengers?
2: <laughs> no, I did. Oh wait, no. Oh no, I did. That was like in the last episode. Yeah, right? it
0: was. Yeah. So I got I ask like you, it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are you in? We got to start building the base here. <laughs> we have <laughs> like we have we have 10 days. To, like get this to happen.
2: Well it's crazy that it's so close, but I um know. yeah, I'm always down to Chit chat, come back. Like Honestly, we, I heard you guys were doing like this little podcast, and I was like, "Man, I wish I could do a podcast." Well, miss we my, have, I miss my bros.
0: More of our friends up in in here, like talk about different things. I think it's at that point. We're at well, this is our fifth episode, so
2: yeah. I, I kind of talked to Franco. I was like, "Hey, man, what the hell? Why? Why are you not in this business? <laughs> why,
0: why am I? How come I've showed up yet?" Yeah. It was
2: it was my Great Gatsby moment. I was like, Franco, you need to go to DeAndre and tell him that you never loved him. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no, that's not even the problem. I, I we got
2: to repeat the past. I feel
0: like he's, he's uh, <laughs> my friend anymore. <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, we need to bring uh, Brandon on. We've uh, talked plenty about Riley. We need to get him on here.
1: Yeah, and now that we have this ability to, like, bring people in um, with the recording, we can definitely do more episodes like this.
2: Yeah, it's been a blast.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on Discussion Ready and talking about Star Wars. I can't wait to do it again.
2: Sounds good, my friends. Take it easy.
1: All right, guys, DeAndre is trying to stop himself from watching the leaked Infinity War. No, that, that's not the title. Uh, endgame. The leaked endgame footage that was just uh, released. Hey, in the meantime, what did you guys think of our uh, discussion with Brandon? Did you like the topics we covered? Did you feel like we left some stuff out? We're thinking about doing a part two, so um, if there's an aspect of the trailer or the film or any of the previous Star Wars films that you want us to talk about, uh, let us know. Follow us on Twitter at ReadyPod. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to keep talking about what is going to happen in this movie.
0: DeAndre really wants to watch this footage. I do, and I don't. I just don't know what to do. I'm conflicted, but... Franco makes a good point, and if you want your topics, you want to join in at any point, uh, we are more than welcome of having you on board.
1: All right. Until next time, thanks for
2: joining us. Thank you.